This is episode number 89 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And in this particular podcast, we're going to talk about commercialized holidays that are non-Hebraic and how we are to function in them in the midst of our exile. We're also going to talk about the awakening of Hebrew Israel. This is an exciting time to watch Hebrew Israel finally, finally start waking up and acknowledging the Most High so we can begin our turn back to the mitzvot and in right standing. Without any further ado, you know what we do, Hebrews in exile, let's go. You make everything right. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in exile. Boy. Yes, sir. Man. Brother. <laughs> friend. Yes, sir. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah, yo. We are in the midst of Probably one of the finest times that has affected Hebrew Israel in I don't know I don't know when. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's the first. Yeah, I, I don't want to steal your thunder. I think I know where you're going with this one, but okay. I mean the the dam broke open with that. Hebrews to Negro oh, yeah. documentary. Yeah. And it's been <clears throat> rolling, not downhill, but it's been rolling uphill ever really? since. Oh, it's getting yeah. some traction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got some traction. And the funny thing is, is that that, that particular documentary came out, uh, what, like 2019, 2018, yeah. something? So it's been around for a while. Which is to say. Right. Which is to say mm-hmm. this. The Most High does everything in his timing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's his timing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I don't care what anybody says or does, it's within his timing. Now, but before I get there, okay. before I get there, I, I want to address another issue. We'll come back to this. Oh, all right. We are in the midst of the holiday season. Mm. And for people who are Hebraic, it can be, problematic in terms of things that go on within your your jobs and within the confines of your personal families and what have you mm-hmm. i want to i want to address that okay that's good yeah and you know i wish this i wish we'd have done this earlier because uh, we're on the precipice of a of a national a national day. I, I can't, I don't, I don't know that I can call it a pagan day, but it's a national day. Yeah, it is a national day. You are right about that. You know, call Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Hebraically, we celebrated Thanksgiving the seven days or the eight days of Sukkot. Mm-hmm. That was our season of in-gathering yeah. and our season of giving thanks and giving the most high thanks for bringing us, you know, through a, another time and another season. And we had food and what have you. But this thing, Thanksgiving, has become somewhat of a thorn in many of our Hebrew brethren's and sisters' side because they don't know how to deal with it. Mm. Mm. I had a dear sister... Um, text me 
the other night because she was conflicted because her family wanted her to participate and earn her a job and what have you. And they've got all these things going on. And while it's true that we don't celebrate nor do we worship, and there, and that's the key. Yeah, the key is worship. Mm-hmm. We don't celebrate and we don't worship these days. Mm. Worship. We don't give homage to these days. Correct. We don't give praise and thanks for these days. Correct. However, when you sit at your table every evening to eat your dinner, Mm -hmm. we were raised with giving thanks. Correct. Oh, absolutely. For the food that's been prepared and so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. So giving thanks is a routine that happens within the confines of a majority of homes. Okay. A few years ago, if you remember, a um, young lady got upset with me because I was going to um, have dinner on this day. But I don't know what she was upset about. <laughs> Gotta I ha- eat. <laughs> I have dinner. I have dinner every night. Right. <laughs> so just because the day says Thanksgiving doesn't mean that I stop having dinner. Oh, you're going to eat anyway. And I don't yeah. stop giving thanks. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem arises with the fact that we have carried this thing so far in trying to escape idolatry mm. that we think that we have to shut up in our houses and not do anything on these national days. But I want to tell you something. And I told the congregation this many years ago. It's another day. Just happens to be a day that it's a national holiday. Just happens to be a day when our families gather to fellowship with each other Mm. and simply eat some good food. That's it. Fellowshipping and eating. Now, I'll just be doggone. Yes, sir. If I'm going to shelter up <laughs> in my house <laughs> and I know that my family <laughs> got a spread of, of collard greens and cornbread and mac and cheese and, and, and some good turkey and some good food and some sweet potato pie and, oh, yeah. and, and all that and and, 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 and and you know and all that good food and I'm gonna sit at home and not eat and not eat mm-mm that ain't gonna happen or go out and get you something that you mm-mm nuh-uh or I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to Mimi's <laughs> yeah no by myself no Come on, people! I want you to I want you to have some common some common sense. Mm-hmm. The one thing that being Hebraic that we don't want to do is to isolate our families from us because mm-hmm. we're walking in a different 
dynamic of truth. Mm. And the question has got to be this. And this has always got to be the four. Mm -hmm. You stumble over things like this because you don't know the mitzvahs. Yeah. And the question on the table has got to be one. Yeah. What, what? mitzvah is being broken by you fellowshipping with your family and eating some good food? What? None. I don't know of one well, that says it's you... Well, it's an idolatrous day. Well... What's... I Okay. And, what idol is being glorified that day? Exactly. Now, with that being said, though, mm -hmm. we come off of the heels of, of this national day and... It's interesting that we get into another day that's called, um, uh, what's Kwanzaa? Kwanzaa, yeah. Kwanzaa. It's right along there in, uh, yeah, our, we call December, but yeah, Kwanzaa. But I'm thinking here, I'm thinking here that when I go back and text, and I look at the beginning right after Sukkot, right after Sukkot, uh, in the end of the first week in October, right after Sukkot, the Mashe and the children of Israel began building a tabernacle. They sure did. They did. And when you look at when you look at the meticulous craftsmanship that's in that tabernacle that Beatsy and that Beatsiel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who was the general contractor, this mm -hmm. this young this was a young man. Right. A young lad. Uh, built the and put together all or, or or made all the pieces mm -hmm. that go to the tabernacle that tabernacle was erected shortly around this time mm. yes sir now we move from this national holiday to a pagan holiday yeah the big one the big elephant in the room yeah the, the big one at the end of it that's that sit, that centers yeah. around the solace in the solace um what is it i'm trying the to say the winter solstice the winter solstice yeah yeah and you go you go look up look that up and study that oh. out now that's the big one yeah and that's a great segue into that because we yeah we need to kind of touch on that too. Now, that's 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 the big one that we stay away from. However, mm -hmm. I'm going to come back to the it's issue the so one, you don't yeah. so you don't have a, have an ought with it. Mm -hmm. I don't buy Christmas presents. Mm -hmm. I don't accept Christmas presents. Mm -hmm. But my family is still Christian, and they do Christmas trees. And Christmas. Uh-huh. But they also cook some good food. 
<laughs> right. Gotta eat. I'm not gonna miss no good food over no tree. Mm-hmm. I'm not going there to worship the tree. Mm-hmm. I'm not going there to worship Saint Nick. Yeah. But I'm gonna go eat me some good food. Please, people. Well, you know what? Let me ask you this. This might be a a poignant question that your expertise can lend some uh, wisdom to individuals on. Uh, Address the issue. Okay, we're around the the table. All the spread is laid out. Someone prays and then they praying and you know whose name over this this food. So go ahead. And maybe in your families it does, but when I'm there, they ask me to pray. (laughs) Okay. And you know what I'm going to do? Right. You know whose name I'm going to pray in? Yes, that's true. That's true. But say for, I'm just saying, for say for instance, somebody's not in that situation. Yeah. And they're around their family. Yeah. And we have mama, big mama's house. Yeah. And big mama's going to have either big daddy or her say a few words. Yeah. And they praying over this food. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that somebody might have some apprehensions about that. That What would you tell them? What I tell them? Mm-hmm. I tell him, <laughs> it don't mean a thing if you ain't got that swing. Do up, do up, do up, do up, do up. It don't mean nothing. Okay. Okay. And it doesn't mean anything because in the eyes of the Most High, he doesn't recognize that name. Okay. Okay. So they're just praying. Right. Yeah, and I don't think that you can... And Go ahead. And, and, and me... Since I'm not in that situation, but I've been in situations where where I've I've I have prayed in the name of Yahweh and the person I, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, they come behind you yeah, and say in the, that in the name of Jesus. I said, well, okay, but you know, mm. that's 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 your understanding, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're you have the right and you have the privilege to go with your understanding. That doesn't affect me at all. I I know where I am. Mm. I know what I believe. Mm-hmm. And the Most High knows what I believe. And he knows that I'm not there to worship no dude with a white beard. <laughs> okay. Okay. And okay. no, and no. Oh, my goodness. If, if they only knew how the ornaments of the tree came to be. We're here. Come on. We're here. Educate them. If they only knew how the ornaments yeah, how they... on the tree came to be. Mm. They weren't pretty. <laughs> yeah, there's a deeper story that's there. But I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you all investigate that. Right. We'll do, because do something on it when we get closer. Yeah, because because most Hebrews most Hebrews in exile that are following the way know that that Easter and Christmas are pagan holidays. Sure. You have yeah, you have to know that. Yeah. Pagan holiday. Mm-hmm. And then when New Year's rolls around, mm-hmm. it's just another day. That's true too. And it's not our New Year. It sure isn't. At, you know, that's the weirdest thing for me in the world to have the new year happen in the mid, in the dead of winter. You know, the spring is when new life comes around. You it's, would think the it, new year yeah, would start it's, then, it's, but it's not. It's not our new year, right? But once again, 
If the family gonna gather for some food on New Year's, and they got a pot of gumbo. Without all that sea trash wait, in wait, the air. Wait, wait, wait. They, if they know who you are, They'll make they it. will respect where you are. Granted. Very good. I mean, last year, mm -hmm. I had, I was invited to New Year's dinner mm -hmm. at some people's house because they wanted me to come. And the people who they asked to invite me told them, well, you know, uh, Robert doesn't eat da 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 So I, they said, well, we want you to come, but we're fixing a special gumbo for you. For you, okay. That doesn't have all that in it. All right. All right. Very good. Now, come on, people. Don't get up, don't get caught up in the association of people and being with people who do what you don't do, they have the right to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're your friends. Mm -hmm. They're your family. How are you going to win them if you avoid them? And if they don't have a deeper understanding as to why it is that you don't do what you do, you can take them to text, particularly if they're Christians. Mm-hmm. Take them to text, and they will take you across the street where they says, "Well, Scripture says all things are to be eaten uh, with 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 all foods are to be eaten with, with thanksgiving." And the problem with that is that word "all." Well, no, that's not the all. Mm -hmm. It's the problem with they don't understand the writer that's writing that knows what food is. It is. Yeah. He ain't got Agreed. He's talking to a people who know the difference between trash and food. Correct. What's clean and what's unclean. What's clean and what's not unclean. So he's not going through the narrative of that text across the street. Well, well, we're supposed to eat all all foods giving thanks with giving thanksgiving. Mm. Well, he knows what food is. But he's not going through the the narrative to explain it in that text because he's talking to Hebrew people. Mm. And this is a problem with the text across the street. It's, it's, it's mixed up. One time it's talking to the nations. Next time it's Hebrew people. Next time it's something else. And you don't know, you don't know, unless you know text, mm -hmm. you don't know who the writer's talking to or what he's talking about. Yeah. So once again, on the 25th, the 25th of December, I'm not calling it that, on the 25th of December, mm -hmm. I've got to eat. I'm not going to Mimi's. Oh, yeah. I got to eat, too. I'm not going I'm not going to get me a hamburger. I'm going to make sure I'm I not, I'm break not my going, fast that I'm day. Not, I'm not <laughs> going to go get a hamburger and go eat at Mimi's when I know good and well there's some cornbreads or some mac and cheese or some collard greens and there's some fried chicken and there may be some, some barbecue beef ribs and there may be something else there that I can eat that's good and I'm, I'm just because it's a day? Right. It's a day, people. It's just a day. Mm -hmm. that the nations have put a title on it that you and I don't observe and we don't... Now, the, the, the optimum word in there is worship. Mm. Worship. I don't bring honor to this day. Mm. I don't bring any honor to this day. Agreed. 
Totally agreed. You know, am I going to be not participating now, in now, it? Now, 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 now. Am I going to be married? Oh, yeah, because I'm going <laughs> to drink some wine. I'm going to be married. But my merriness has got nothing to do with the merriness of the day. Correct. Correct. It's the same merry that I have that I have when I eat at home. Mm-hmm. And I have a glass of wine with my food. That's right. That's right. Or it's the same merry that I have when I go to to an expensive steakhouse and I order a glass of wine That's and right. I have some merry. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. You got to keep it within the, the within the context of where you are and not mm-hmm. and not worry about your surroundings and the people that are around you. I'm going to say this and we're going to switch to another type of subject. Okay. Love your family. You need your family. Mm. Your family needs you. What happens when you get sick and you've ostracized your family and there ain't a Hebrew around? And I'm going to tell you, we Hebrews got a problem. We do. Because we ain't going to show up to help you. (laughs) Unless you're part of a congregation of people, you're going to be dependent upon your family. That's right. That's right. Love your family. Walk this Hebraic life out in their presence. You never know. Mm-hmm. when they're going to turn. And remember something else. Joseph was sold into slavery. That he was. And he wound up in Mitzrayim, but his family wasn't there. Nope. But he was he was the storehouse. Right. He had the key to food. And his family had to come to him to get food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, become, became the viceroy of Mitzrayim. They had to come to him to get food. Now, while they had to come to Joseph to get natural food, they're going to have to come to you to get spiritual food when the famine for the word of the Most High is at its zenith. Mm. You'll be well equipped to be able to feed your family truth, the food of the Most High that will save their lives. I like that. So don't, don't, don't blow them off. Joseph mm. didn't blow his brothers off. Mm-mm. And they did him, they did him <laughs> dirty. dirty. Yes, they did. They did him dirty. <laughs> But but he didn't he didn't blow him off. Nope. No. He fed his family. And not only did he fed, feed his family, he fed all Israel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just 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 a thought. Just some food for thought. Exactly. <laughs> now, let's get back to Okay. Let's get back to the matter of what we're confronted with here with this whole idea of of what's going on with this Hebrews to Negroes. Yes, please. What I hear, what I hear, I hear Ezekiel chapter 37. Now, you have to go there if you're not familiar with it, although when I tell you, because 
we were all raised with this, and it's it's common because the preacher used to get on the, on his and now I want to tell you oh, he's, about that. He hooping on this about the neck bone and head bone connecting to the neck oh, bone, yeah, okay. and the neck bone connecting to the shoulder bone, oh, my and goodness. the shoulder bone connecting to the arm bone. And I heard the bone say, and, and hear the word of the Lord. And I heard the ankle bone connecting to the knee bone and the leg bone, and all these bones. Ah, I hear a rattling in the wilderness <laughs> i hear dry bones you see we were raised on that Woo! see how you can turn that on and turn oh, can, it off oh, i can turn it on and turn it off <laughs> you know you know we oh, were yeah but we, yeah exactly we, we were all raised on that on that teaching yeah but now if you allow me to to read a little bit and and those of you that are listening you might you, go get your scriptures and turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. Excellent. And we're we starting at one? Where we, where we no, start we're going to start at one. We're going to read it. We're going to read a little bit here. Okay, excellent. With the hand of Yahweh up on me, Yahweh carried me out by his spirit, set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. Mm. He had me, he had me pass by all around them. There were so many bones lying in the valley. And there were so, and they were so dry. He asked me, "Human being, can these bones live?" I answered, "Yahweh Elohim, only you know that." Then he said to me, "Prophesy over the bones. Say to them, dry bones, hear what Yahweh has to say!" Exclamation point. Hmm. Let's stop the reading there for a minute. Okay. Now, you have never heard what I'm getting ready to say. You have, mm -hmm. but the majority of our listening audience has Absolutely. never heard what I'm getting ready to say. Okay, this sounds like seatbelt material. All right. My opening to this little chapter, and I gave my little preacher preacher mode there mm -hmm. our forefathers in whatever church we were in where we heard that message did not know who the bones were or what the bones were associated with and what the prophet and what the most high are dealing with here so allow me to tell you okay When we are absent, the spirit of the Most High. Now, you, you got to understand when I talk about the spirit, I'm not talking about a shikamasha and a hikamaha. And, 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 I, I, and I'm, I'm, I, I've been there, done that. Okay. I was raised in an apostolic Pentecostal church. So you all know, in order for me to be saved and do anything, I had to be baptized in Jesus' name. Jesus I, had name. To sp I had to speak in tongues as the, spirit of, as the Spirit of God gave utterance. And that's that Tarian. That, yes, that, I did all of that. Tarian too. Until okay. I until I came up with until I came up with a language. I'm not sure if it was today. 
I'm not sure if it was inspired by the Most High or if I just wanted to get up out of the terror room and get, and get saved so everybody else could tell me I was saved so I could get on with my business. There you go. There you okay? go. Okay? Hmm. So, <laughs> these bones are indicative of Israel because Israel is in a state of dryness. She's she's in a wilderness. Mm -hmm. She's she is uh, 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 dispersed amongst the nations. She's without a temple, without a koanim, without her language, without without the mitzvot. She doesn't even know the mitzvot. No, none of them. She's dry, or some of them. She's dry. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have the spirit of the Most High. Mm. Now, to have the spirit of the Most High, you have to have his word. Mm. His word is spirit. That's right. His word, his word came from, he's a spirit. He spoke to the prophets. He spoke to Mashe, told them, I'm spirit. I'm telling you, you're the mouthpiece. Tell my people, give them these words. So spirit spoke to Mashe. Mashe and the prophets spoke what the spirit said to them. So these are just, this is spirit. Mm -hmm. So when we, when we engage and make our lives when we when we when our lives are meld together with the opulent spirit and we're walking according to his rules and his regulations now now we are imbibed with his spirit mm -hmm. now his spirit was his spirit is within us and his function it has got nothing to do this is, it has nothing to do with an emotion other than the fact that you may become emotional at the fact that you've turned from wickedness to the most high. Mm. And that might cause you some feeling of emotion. Yes. But obtaining the spirit of the most high is not about an emotion. It's about learning. Yes. And turning. Yes. Knowledge and, and wisdom. And, and obeying. Mm -hmm. So Ezekiel 37 is all about these bones, which happens to be Israel, that are dry in the valley. Okay. So he says, prophesy over these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear what Yahweh has to say. Who? Hear what Yahweh, Yahweh has, has to, to say. say. Okay. It didn't say hear what Jesus has to say. It says hear what the Lord. Now your Greek text may say hear what the Lord has to say. And I need you to understand something. If you don't get hear anything else tonight, hear this. Everywhere in your text where it says, Lord, if we go back to the Hebrew scroll, the Hebrew scroll is going to use the letters yod heh vav -Heh. yod heh vav -Heh is the tetragrammaton, which is the name of the Most High, which we happen to call Yahweh, Yahweh, or Yahuwah depends on what pronunciation you want you want to use. So what they've done is they've taken this name Lord, and they've taken in the Hebrew text they've taken the word Adonai, mm -hmm. and they've covered up the real name of the Most High so that people don't know what it is. Now the Jews do it because they think that the name of the Most High is too sacred to speak. Correct. Right. Yes, that is a but yeah, and 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 I've heard some of you Christians say that. Well, I heard that the speaking the name was too was too sacred to me. Well, you you heard that from the people <laughs> that we're now having a problem with. It's called the Oxenazi Jews. Yes, true. That's what very do they true. know? But that's what very do true. they know? Mm -hmm. So 
We debunk the situation. So your your text is going to say, hear what the Lord has to say. But that Lord, if I go back to the scroll, is going to be yod heh vav -Heh, Yahweh. Mm -hmm. So let's mm -hmm. hear what Yahweh has to say. All right. To these bones, Yahweh Elohim, okay, Yahweh, the mighty one, says, I will make breath enter you, and you will live. I will attach ligaments to you, make flesh grow on you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you will live, and you will know that I am Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Now, that language that's there is 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 it has two it has two elements to it it has one element that's a metaphor or an allegory and then it has another which is spiritual so we have to deal because because of how it is we have to deal with it in the context of of both ways which we don't usually go off and spiritualize things Correct. But we have to deal with this text in that context okay. because it's also referring to the fact that the majority, there is a lot of Hebrew Israel that's in the grave. And if we go and we look at Daniel chapter 12, Daniel chapter 12 talks about the revivation from the dust. Mm -hmm. So this text fits the idea that the Most High, he says, I am going to, I'm going to attach your ligaments to you because if you're in the grave, your body and all the body, everything that's held the body together and the bones has decayed away to dust. So now he has he has to re he has to re redo all of that. Mm -hmm. So in the revivification from the dust, this is what's going to happen. Mm. I will attach ligaments to you, make flesh grow on you cover you with skin and put breath in you, you will live and then you will know that I am Yahweh. Mm. Now from a spiritual perspective, we have the rattling of the bones, mm -hmm. which happens to be Hebrew Israel. And right now, right, right this day, the bones are rattling. They're making a noise. Mm -hmm. They're trying to revive. Yes. They're come. They're trying to know themselves. Yes. The Most High saying, okay, I will put breath, I will make breath enter you. Now, this word breath here in the text, I will make my spirit, spirit enter yes. you, and Rock. you will live. Mm -hmm. So now, with the, with the rattling of the bones and with the awakening that you are finding out that you're Hebrew Israel, the Most High has to put his spirit in you to get you to finish the aspect of your revelation. What's the revelation? Well, the revelation is I'm Hebrew. Uh -huh. What comes with that? We talked about that this in our last in our last podcast. What comes with that? What comes with that is the understanding that the Most High wants you, now that you've discovered yourself, to turn back to his rules, his instructions, and his mitzvot. So now he says, so I prophesied as ordered, and while I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. It was the bones coming together, together. each bone in its proper place. Mm -hmm. As I watched, ligaments grew on them, flesh appeared, and skin covered them, but 
there was no breath in them. Mm. So what we're saying, there was no spirit in them. Mm. So now while we have this rattling and we have this awakening, there's yet no breath in them. There's mm. no spirit in them. Mm. They have the spirit of Numa, which is the breath that we breathe, but they don't have the breath of the spirit of the most high, which awakens the mind beyond the discovery of who I am mm -hmm. to bring me back to the center where I understand what his rulings and what his instructions are. Okay. So now, Sean. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we sit. Every week. And guess what we're doing? Trying to breathe doing, Sean? life into these dry bones. What are we doing, Sean? Is that what we're doing? We're prophesying mm -hmm. to the dry bones. Mm -hmm. Come from the four winds, breath. And breathe on these slain so that they can live. So I prophesied as ordered, and breath came into them, and they were alive. They stood up on their feet, a huge army. Then he said to me, human being, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Didn't I tell you they were Israel? I, li listen, that's what I was saying. Because when you had made mention earlier, you said when this was being taught to us back in the day, we must have just left that whole entire piece out because he gives you the culmination of what this actually means at the very end. And wow. They, and they are saying our bones have dried up, our hope is gone, and we are completely cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them that Yahweh Elohim says, my people I will open your graves and make you get up out of your graves and I will bring you into a land of Israel. Then you will know that I am Yahweh when I have opened your graves and made you get up out of your graves. My people, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. Mm. So once again, there's, there, is, there is a realization that this particular part of, of Ezekiel deals with the revivification of the dead uh, of, of Hebrew Israel, mm. literally, and it has the restoration of these bones, not only but taking on, taking on ligaments and flesh, but also him breathing into them, not just the pneuma so that they can live, but his spirit so that they can live. You, okay. And then I will do what? I will place them in your own land and you will know that I am Yahweh. I have spoken and that I have done it, says Yahweh. Oh, my goodness. See, now now I got to stop you because I was waiting for you to get to that next part where he was going to place us back in our, our place where we have our real estate, where our nation is, right. where, where, our, right. where we are supposed to be culminated right. at the end of the day. Right. So this is... This is how many thousands of years ago this was written? Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and see, this is yeah, relevant now? It's relevant now. You see, and, and there's two, like I said, there's two aspects. There is the literal aspect, mm -hmm. and then there's the spiritual aspect. Absolutely. Because the bones are rattling. Mm -hmm. They are. You know, when, when we say the bones are rattling, that means that Hebrew Israel in exile 
is coming to realize that, oh, Negroes are coming to realize that, oh, I'm Hebrew. It's correct. It's correct. But now, but now with that comes the responsibility of what does it mean to be Hebrew? Now, there we go. And what it means to be Hebrew, the Most High says, I am going to, I'm going to open your graves. Uh, what, 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 and I will put my spirit in so my spirit in you. He, listen, there's no doubt in my mind that a documentary that was done a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, yeah has come to light now in such a force that melanated people are walking around saying, we're not anti-Semitic, we're mm. Hebrews. Now, the only people, the only Oxenazis that are having a problem with it <laughs> are the Zionists. Mm-hmm. The Zionists. And they're saying, because of the, go ahead, come on, elaborate on that. They're, they're mad because of why, or they're having a problem. Well, the Zionists are mad because of a lot of things. Okay. A lot of things. They are mad because of the, 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 the Palestinians in this so-called land they're mad about that. Mm. They're not. They're not purists. Now, remember, we said that we hadn't heard any of the any backlash, any rabbis yeah. come out against what's going on, which is quite counterintuitive because the rabbis that have come out have affirmed this. So we haven't seen anything from the Ashkenazian, which I agree with you, or the Sephardic community that says this information is wrong and pointing to any type of text in our constitution that says to support that idea. They, no data has been brought forth by they, that community. They are not the Orthodox Jews. Okay, come on. You see, you see, you can't, you can't. Oxenaziism is a class. It has classes within it. You have, you have orthodox, you have unorthodox. Mm -hmm. Okay? You have traditional, you have non-traditional. Okay. So, there are two. There are two different factions of of Oxenazism, okay, which is the reason why, in some instances, I can I can look at some of their material, and when I read it, I can tell the difference. I can tell the difference in what's being presented versus when I look at something that I know is ox is 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 orthodox. Hmm. And Zionists, I can tell. Uh, we have, we have, I mean, it's on YouTube. I mean, all these rabbis that are affirming 
that the melanated man and the African-American and not only us, but Africans that have been dispersed all over this earth are the original Hebrews. Sure. And they've validated that the Limba uh, tribe, uh, are their DNA uh, maps back to the DNA of Aharon and what have you. And these people have never deviated from Torah or you know, being being who they who they are, so they they they've already they've already expounded that. Mm. But I know the difference when I'm reading material that's oxonasium and that's unorthodox. There is a gentleman that we studied a few years ago. Uh, uh, I forget the first name. The last name is Lieber. Lieberhoff, Lieber, Lieberhoff, I think. Lieberhoff? Yeah. We, we, studied, we studied him. And he, they are what we call uh, cassettics. Okay. The, okay. Cas, the, the cassettics, the cassadine, the cassettics. Mm-hmm. The cassettics are a different breed of oxenazis. Mm. They're very, they're very... Um, this is dev- devout. Oh, very. De- they're very devout. They're very devout. They're when you read them, when you read them, it's almost like reading Mache. Mm. They're very. They're very devout. They're very strict in their relationship and their functionality with the Most High. Mm. Very good study. We did that. We did that when we were over, before we moved into this building a few years back. Okay, we're back on stock. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you 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 can't. What you can't do, you can't throw. You can't throw all of them in the same, same in the same bag and call them all bad apples. That's not the case. Okay. But you have the Zionists that are screaming, "Oh, you're anti-Semitic." Well, no, I'm not. And I and and as as our dear brothers said, I can't be anti-Semitic against myself. Right. And in and in our podcast, what well, we did our podcast Hebrews to Negroes, that one, we we laid out. We laid we. I, hey, I, I I think we laid it out pretty clear. Yeah, I mean, it'd be very tough to as the defense would to come against this prosecution. Yeah, and I, come I up think, with a counter argument yeah, that I think, to debunk I think, it. I think we laid it out. We laid it yeah. out pretty good. Yeah. So you know, I just wanted I just wanted to address this because there's a rattling of the bones. There's an awakening of Hebrew Israel in the four corners of the earth that the Most High has dispersed them. Somebody has got to be the prophet to prophesy to them. Sure. And I think uh, you know. I think that one of these days, um, I may not be here, but one of these days, as these podcasts live in their perspective place, that somebody's going to hear our voice and realize that we have spoken truth mm-hmm. and we haven't we haven't spiritualized it, mm-hmm. but we have told you exactly what the most high thinks and giving you a way of living 
that's germane to being a Hebrew. You were going to say? No, I think it's a great, you know, to, to piggyback on what you were saying, we're in a particular point of or dispensation of time where the Most High is allowing us to see like you said, these dry bones starting to starting to rattle. And what I had made mention of before was that it's a great turn in the right direction. We're probably going to be here for a minute on this. But it's a great turn in the right direction for the melanated uh, Hebrew that is in exile. But the thing that we need to do is we need to start stepping in the right direction. And, and part of the roadblock in front of us is dealing with the, the elephant that continues to be in the room because granted it's, it's a beautiful thing to make the connection to finally find out who you are and who you're connected to and what that's about. But then you have to deal with these, uh, fail safes. Uh, if I was just a military movie, it'd be like, you know, deploy the fail safe when all else fails, we got to hit the fail safe button. And I feel like, you know, quite as it's kept, Christianity is that failsafe for a lot of us because they say, yeah, granted, I make that connection now, but you still are going to have to acquiesce to because the most high is not going to move until we come together as a community. As speaking as a statesman and a civil servant in the community of the Hebrew Israelites, the real Hebrew Israelites, the most high is not going to move on our behalf or send us any type of national relief. See how I'm using these technical, these terms that speak of us as a nation and not as this religious thing. In order for us to move forward, we're gonna to have to acquiesce to these mitzvot. We're gonna to have to get these things down within our spirit that shows the most high that yes, yeah, we're stepping I, in the right direction and it's time for us to re-inherit where we need to, where yeah. we need to be. Oh man, and you know, the, the, the problem with that is, is that when we get it back to something we've talked about earlier uh, in, in other podcasts, is that, you know, we started addressing uh, the mitzvotes and we hit a few of them, then yeah. we, got, we, 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 we jumped off them because we got so much else to talk about this current event and what have you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I am, I am desperately trying to get the handbook um, done with all of the mitzvot that are germane to uh, Hebrews in exile, uh, just the ones that are pertinent to the exile and not the ones that are pertinent to in the land, you know, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get it done, and it seems like I'm just I'm hitting roadblocks. Yeah, I mean, it it it's it's and yeah, it's going to be a good a good study uh, because you need this. To have. Yeah. You, you need this. You need this. But in the meantime, until something comes out. Uh, you have text to read. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Now, the, the problem with reading text is this, is that you'll read text and you'll read right through a mitzvah because you don't know it's a mitzvah. Right, right. But to keep it simple for you, everything that the Most High has commanded Israel to do is a mitzvah. That's correct. That's correct. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's far greater than Exodus chapter 20. Mm -hmm. Exodus chapter 20 is just, it's, it's not, <laughs> those, those are not the mitzvot. That's true. Those are the wedding vows that the Most High spoke to Israel when he married her uh, there at Mount Sinai. That's what those are. The mitzvot are in chapter 34 and beyond. I got to do this. I got to do this. And I apologize to you. Why? You ain't apologize. Okay. I got to do this. I got to do this. We share it together. You ain't apologize to me for it. Because you, you might have to rebuke me after this one. 
I'm going to ask you a question because I'm realizing the, I'm going to use a big word here, the gravitas, how gargantuan these mitzvotes are and how important they are. Let me ask you a question. Can the Most High just simply do anything that he wants to do? Absolutely. Can he? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, so I'm, I'm baiting you. Well, into something. I know. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing the Most High can do anything that he wants to do, but he's never going to, to, to invalidate his own laws, rules, and statutes. So that is the, that is the epiphany that I had is that the mitzvot are so powerful. That the Most High is bound by them as well. Not only are you bound by them, but so is the Most High. Oh, man. So the Most High can't simply just say, because I made this vow with our, our ancestor Avraham and his people messed up, that I can just do whatever I want to do at this particular oh. point. Oh, I have man. to honor what I said. That means that the, most, the, the mitzvot are at a level even though the, those are, it's the most high spirit, he can't go against himself. So anytime that we're enacting these things, the mitzvot, we're acting in the spirit of the most high. He can't go against himself. He just can't do whatever he wants to do. And I'm going to tell you what, we get a clear example of that when our ancestor, the goat, the greatest of all time of prophets, Moshe goes up on the mountain and he has this conversation with the Most High and he says, listen, I'm going to wipe them all out. And Moshe has to remind him, listen, you can't do that. So for those of you that are across the street that somehow want to reconcile things that are hypocrisy that don't make sense, will say, okay, well, the Most High gets to do whatever he wants to do. That's not true. He's bound by the mitzvot just like you are. And that is why I'm saying the respect for the mitzvot has to be at a higher level. It just can't be, well, okay, I'm just going to just break them just because I can. I know that we're here in practice here in this dispensation of time. But even at that same time, we've got to hold these mitzvot in higher reference than they are. Because it's the only way then number one, we're going to get back to where we need to be. And again, my, re my revelation was, man, this, I'm, I look at him different now because I realize that the most high is bound by them too. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if I was getting off base off track. No, no, you're not. You're not. You're not. I mean, you're taking me, man. <laughs> okay, I got to go. All right, come on. Oh, got it, got to go. Proverbs. All right. Where are we at in Proverbs? Chapter 8. All right, let me get there. All right. And we're going to start here. I'm not going to read it all. I'm going to jump down. I'm going to read it. But, I, but, I, but I, need, I need to open it with this precipice because when we talk about the book of Proverbs, as you're talking about these mitzvot, mm -hmm. Proverbs is all about the mitzvot. Sure. And Proverbs is all... Now, remember something. When we talk about mitzvot, we're talking about wisdom. Okay? Okay. The be what's the beginning of wisdom? Is to get it. Is to get it. To get wisdom. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, 
So the fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Now, the question becomes one, well, what is this? Because most people will read this text and they will not equate what wisdom is within the context of the mind of the Most High. Okay. And they think that they're taught that everything is talking about human wisdom. The Most High is not talking about human wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Hmm. The book of Proverbs is talking about the wisdom that is derived by an individual whose knowledge base centers around the Torah, mm -hmm. the laws, and the instructions. Mm -hmm. So listen to what he says. We're going to read here. Read chapter, Proverbs chapter 8. Right. Uh, 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 Mishle, Hebraically, it's Mishle. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is calling. Mm -hmm. Understanding is raising her voice. Okay? Wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding both go with and are centered and are tied to this idea of rules and instructions. Mm. Okay? There we go. People, okay, on the heights along the road where the paths meet, she is standing. Who? Wisdom and understanding. Mm -hmm. By the gates leading into the city, at the entrance she cries aloud. Mm. People, I am calling you, raising my voice to all mankind. Mm -hmm. You who don't direct your lives, understand caution as for you fools <laughs> get some common sense get it get some common sense okay now so 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 now i'm not going to read all of this because i want to get down to something else but mm -hmm. it's a long it's a long chapter so he's telling us exactly what mitzvot and rulers and instructions are their wisdom, wisdom and understanding where are they they're standing where they're in the gates they're in the entrance they're at the cry of the city mm -hmm. where is this happening the most high is not hiding his mitzvot from us he's not hiding things from us mm. now you talk about the Most High, can the Most High do anything? He can do anything he wants to do, but he'll never violate his own word. So let's listen to him say what he says in, in, in verse 22. Okay. And wisdom's talking. This is wisdom. This is, this is, this is misfolks and rulings and regulations and, 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 and precepts. This, this is wisdom talking. Mm-hmm. Yahweh made me as the beginning of his way. The first of his ancient works. Yeah. I was appointed before the world, before the start, before the earth's beginnings. Mm -hmm. When I was brought forth, there was no ocean depths, no springs bringing with water. I was brought forth before the hills. So let me stop there. All right. He can't be talking about <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Come on, people. Yeah, no I way. was brought forth before the hills, before the mountains had settled in place. He had not yet made the earth, the fields, or even the earth's first grains of dust. When he established the heavens, I was there. Mm -hmm. When he drew the horizon circle on the deep, when he set the skies above, the, above its place, when the fountains of the deep poured forth, when he prescribed boundaries for the sea so that the water would not transgress its command, when he marked out the fountains of the earth, mm -hmm. I was with him as someone he could trust. trust. What's he talking about? 
Wisdom. Wisdom. And understanding. Mm -hmm. For me, every day was pure delight. I played in his presence all the time, playing everywhere on his earth and delighting to be with humankind. Mm -hmm. Therefore, children, listen to me. Listen to who? Wisdom. Mm -hmm. Happy are those who keep my ways. Ways. Now, you have to ask a question here. What ways? What ways? Mm -hmm. Ways. I keep my answer. ways. Happy are those who keep my ways. His ways are his rulings and his instructions that Moshe says in Devarim chapter 4, this is what the Most High ordered me to teach you. Mm. Hear instruction and grow wise and do not refuse it. I'm going to stop the reading oh there. Goodness. Because when you ask me the question, can Yah do anything he wants? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But he's never going to go outside the parameter of himself. That's right. And himself is spirit and himself is rulings and instructions and mm. ways. So, watch this now. Wow. As high as the Most High is above the Eretz, and as the prophet Yeshayahu said, I saw him, and he was high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. It's a metaphor. He's high and lifted up. If the one who is high and lifted up has respect for himself, and then he declares to you and I, be like me. Be set apart as I'm set apart. Be set apart as I'm set apart. And the set apartness is not about how you dress. It's about his ways, his rulings, and his instructions. Well, I don't know. No, that's it. Well, I'm gonna put this one up there with 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 with, with the previous well, one, Jack. Let's, <laughs> let's let's drop the mic tonight and let's say this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton, and this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.